Welcome to the Weekly Beat by Mansa with your hosts Arnold Segawa, Maggie Mutesi, and Dumi Jere, giving you all the info on Africa's big finance and economic stories. The Weekly Beat by Mansa. Greetings and welcome to uh, Mansa's The Weekly Beat. I'm Arnold Segawa coming to you from uh, Kampala, Uganda. Maggie Mutesi, I'm not sure where she is today. Uh, Dumi Jerry in uh, Johannesburg. Maggie, where are we getting you from today? I'm coming to you from uh, Cabo Verde in uh, Mindelo. Dumi Jerry, how's, uh, how's Johannesburg today? Johannesburg is fine. Um, sunny, so yeah. Great, great. Uh, just this week, uh, we got word of uh, the Forbes 2021 list. And uh, I mean, there were many things in the year. Last year, of course, uh, rapid fires on times of the stock market, surging cryptocurrencies, skyrocketing stock prices. A number of billionaires on the Forbes 35th annual list on the world expanded uh, to 2,755. Uh, let me start with you, Maggie. Um, what did you make of the list? Anything that stood out for you, at least in the African context? It's been interesting looking at the list and seeing that the only two women that were billionaires from Africa had both uh, fallen off the list. And uh, this is uh, Folorun Shaw, a Lakij of Nigeria, who is into oil because of the low oil prices. She's been off the list. And of course, Isabel Dos Santos, uh, we know what has happened with her assets and uh, this state in Angola freezing most of her assets globally, even in Angola. So um, in my own perspective, I wish we actually had a woman on this particular list. But also it's been interesting to see the sectors where the richest people are in cement and uh, in telecommunications. Um, I mean, there's a lot. It tells about uh, the African continent and, um, you know, where the opportunities are, I would imagine. I don't know what Dumi thinks about it, though. Mm. So I'm inclined to agree with you, particularly on the uh, cement part of things, because uh, two of the billionaires, Aliko Dangote and uh, Abdul Samad Rabiu, these are two gentlemen uh, that are cement tycoons. Um, so I think this speaks to Africa's um, historical infrastructure deficit, uh, that there's so much that we still need to build on the continent, uh, be it roads, be it dams, be it uh, power stations, be it accommodation, buildings, schools, clinics, the works, uh, and all of these things need cement. And um, I think this is what has drove uh, the stock prices of the two companies owned by these two gentlemen uh, up. Um, that's something that stuck out for me as well, that these are probably the only two uh, Nigerians that are on the backdrop of cement. I don't know about you, Arnold. Mm, that's quite interesting. And of course, uh, uh, what uh, Maggie has alluded to, uh, the, the resource side of things is quite disturbing. You know, you have the likes of Patrice Motsepe, who, well, started out in the gold space as, of course, South African. Then uh, uh, Famco, who companies that happen to be in Nigeria that have felt the pinch of uh, the, the oil prices dropping below $50 a barrel. Some of them have not resurfaced since 2019. And uh it leaves um, many questions being asked if the whole world is uh, looking towards uh, the digital space and walking away from brick and mortar. And on the other side, our billionaires are still making a killing, at least for the most part, on more brick and mortar uh, assets. Uh, it's, it leaves a, a very disturbing picture and, of course, wondering what the future holds in that particular space. Um, but... Uh, 
away from all of that, another story that uh, was made quite a lot of rounds was uh, Akon, who, uh, of course, m- some of you might know him as a music star, made his name in the 2000s and now happens to be uh, more into the investment space. He made his way to Uganda and uh, there was a press conference and it was very clear what his intents are in terms of uh, setting up a second Akon city. And let's first listen to what he had to say. Um, I always believed, and now knowing my true calling, is to develop Africa, whatever it takes. We will be having some professionals that we plan to fly into Uganda that can train the locals. And I think one of the things that we miss out in major countries is the access of information. And we need to be properly trained, not only just in uh, construction, but also management of the property and then maintenancing of the properties. Um, We are looking to do it within now in the next 15 years for the full project to be finished. And we're hoping that everything works the way it's supposed to work. But as we move forward with all the support necessary, I think this is a very achievable goal. Right. Uh, That was Akon uh, speaking in Kampala, Uganda earlier on this week. Um, Let me start with you, Maggie. Uh, Remembering from uh, the Rwanda days, this is a gentleman who is trying to edge into the investment space. But uh, what do you make of his uh, previous investments, let alone this one? I think it's really interesting, though, with uh, Econ, but he's managed to do so much in the shortest time possible. I mean, uh, from the Econ Lighting Africa project, I think it was such a massive, massive project because lighting up a continent, having millions and millions who do not have access to electricity, uh, ideally is something even these billionaires on the Forbes list should be doing. So when a musician like Econ comes out to say, we're going to light up Africa using solar panels and all of that, uh, so that kids can actually be able to to study, kids can be able to do that. It's exciting. And Econ Lighting Africa in the days when we look back in 2014 or 2015 was such a great project, welcomed across Africa with open arms. Um, there was a little bit of impact. Now, going forward, what happened is another conversation we literally need to have with Econ and his team. A little bit of impact. Yeah, I think he has diversified from the lighting um, part of uh, the continent now to building a city. It could be diversification, who knows? But for me, I think it tells a lot about the opportunities the African continent could have and the hunger governments have, especially for investors. It tells us so much that Africa is actually open for investments. Africa is actually hungry for great ideas, for people who really want to put uh, uh, different projects uh, across the continent. Dumi, your take on this? Look, I think it's uh, Akon has got noble ideas and uh, it's a good thing to have. How executable they are, uh, I think that's a whole different story altogether. Um, I mean, even when we look at a number of all the other rappers uh, to come out of um, United States, uh, the likes of Jay-Z, uh, Kanye West, um, Snoop Dogg, they all have investments in other things as well. So they don't just rely on on their singing career. So from that point, it's a noble thing that Akon wants to give back or wants to do more on the African continent. However, his previous dealings, when we look at, for example, the project that he wanted to do with uh, Senegal as a country, that didn't take off. Uh, he's not done with that project. There hasn't been any movement or any developments on the ground. That was estimated to cost around $6 billion. Um, Where he was going to get that from, we have no idea. Now he leaves that 
and then just goes straight to uh, Uganda and then uh, wants to do the exact similar thing. So he wants the same land to build the same thing that he didn't build in Senegal using the same uh, a- a coin cryptocurrency that he didn't use in Senegal, but in Uganda this time. <laughs> we want to believe in him. We want to support him. We want to be proud of something that he's doing, but it's not giving, uh, call it, uh, enough confidence. Yeah, I think uh, uh, some of our African leaders are uh, at times gullible by uh, a celebrity walking into their stall. Are you saying that uh, Museveni is a huge fan of uh, Ekon? Probably that's why he... uh... I think at times is (laughs) ill-advised because uh, there is uh, a Uganda investment authority that is supposed to handle such investments, which is the equivalent of, uh, let's say, uh, Rwanda Development Board. And this is their job. This is what they wake up to do. The president of a sovereign state has no duties meeting a rapper turned investor. And I say this because uh, in March last year, uh, one professor, uh, Niazi, walked up to the president and said that he had a cure for COVID-19. This is on record. And uh, they had a small press conference, invited journalists. And uh, this man said, it's, quote unquote, it can kill all viruses, including SARS. <laughs> I kid you not. I could share the video with you. Now, uh, this was uh, seconded also by the Speaker of Parliament. And uh, you are no doctor. You have no business handling this kind of stuff, period. It's just gullible and exposes you as a gullible person who's ready to fall for anything. If someone speaks fancy with a twang in their tongue, you are going to bite. And that's the moral (laughs) of the story. We still are colonized in the mind. If someone walks up to you and has this Texan twang, well, Akon has a Boston-y kind of one. We are going to bite. We are going to bite. Nakawa is still empty. They gave away that land. Square miles empty for development close to 10 years. Till now, nothing. And someone comes up. There's over hundreds of cryptocurrencies. I've never seen a coin. Why use it in Uganda? So this gullibility has to just end at some point. I'm sorry, Maggie. No, I don't, you don't have to be sorry. Like I said, um, if uh, if the leaders are gullible um, with uh, celebrities like Akon, imagine if uh, there was a chance to actually get other investors. For me, it shows the hunger. It shows the zeal that they are willing to actually give away as much as possible. Uh, even though, like you mentioned, they might be ill-advised. But again, let's be a little bit optimistic to see projects really take off. You never know. You know, it could change a lot of things. I, I know that there's so many questions with what other projects has it done, what has been the impact and all of that. Um, but here he is. We just need to give him a benefit of doubt. Again, uh, institutions. <laughs> uh, you must have functional institutions. I do not think uh, some of these duties should be uh, really the head of state. You have a lot to handle. You have a lot on your desk. And uh, that's why you have a, a development board. That's why you have an investment authority. That's why you have all these institutions that are supposed to look into this. They, they, they employ people who quantify risk. They look at return. CFAs, actuarials, you know. It's like me walking into a ministry of health and I start uh, breaking down uh, the, the, the Moderna vaccine vis-a-vis Pfizer. 
I can handle a few things that I've read, but I'm not going to go into genomes and start criticizing which one we should buy. Now, that's the duty of a health minister. Dumi is not going to waltz into uh, an environment agency in Joburg and say that uh, the, the Kruger National Park is endangering the, the elephants <laughs> or something or the big five or the big four because I know this very well. I've read it and I've watched National Geographic videos on this. No, that's not his place. Uh, he would learn a few things over the years, but there's someone who's, it's just called specialization. Henry Ford put it out there ages ago. Do me. Uh, Bob Marley on the song uh, Redemption song uh, he said uh, emancipate yourself from mental slavery <laughs> so uh, we can be free in the body but no one can free our minds but ourselves our mind is our only ruler right so uh, this this speaks and aligns to what you're talking about Arnold about uh, <laughs> some of our leaders sometimes being gullible uh, to some of these things um Sometimes we need to do the proper homework and not just do things for the sake of PR. Um, we need to make sure the things that we are uh, endorsing are th real things that actually make a difference to the socioeconomic conditions of uh, uh, the citizens of this continent. Uh, and so far, uh, I'm, <laughs> you folks know me, I'm, more, I'm usually optimistic uh, uh, this time around, not so much. Guys, uh, I'm afraid that's all the time that uh, we actually did have. I'm very sorry we've uh, run out of time. A lot of ranting on this particular episode. As always, you can get in touch with us on uh, the website if you missed anything in the course of the day or the week. That's uh, mansamedia.africa on Twitter. We're at, uh, at mansa underscore media. From the entire team and us, we all try to specialize, unlike other people. Have a lovely week. The Weekly Beat by Mansa with your hosts Arnold Segawa, Maggie Mutesi, and Dumi Jerry, giving you all the info on Africa's big finance and economic stories. The Weekly Beat by Mansa.